This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Heno. And this is Stephanie. And we're from the Gotham Lights Podcast. Also, the Orville Lights Podcast, sometimes. They are two podcasts dedicated to the television show Gotham. And the Orville. Now, where can they reach us, Steph? I'm so glad you asked, Heno. You can find us on Twitter, at Gotham Lights. You can also find us on Facebook, don't you know? Don't you know? Just by searching... Gotham Lights. Gotham Lights Podcast at gmail.com. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network Podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, any, mini, and Mo. I mean, Kylan, Eric, and Mike. <laughs> Hey, guy. <laughs> so, how you guys doing? Good. We were we were what, off. We were off a week. Now we're back this week, just to take right. next week off as of right. Thanksgiving. And tryptophan comas all around. And, and by the way, Disney Plus. Let's just go ahead and get this in. Let's just go ahead and get this in. Happy Thanksgiving to all of y'all next week. Yes. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. So, may your Disney Plus watching be. Long and eventful. Oh, Except yeah. when the tryptophan kicks in and, like, you fall asleep in the middle of the world, according to Jeff Goldblum. True. 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 I will say, speaking of Disney+, Plus, I know I haven't gotten to the next question yet. Like, I usually start it. I tried watching the first episode of Spider-Woman. I'm like, I don't remember this. And how is she able to fly? And why did she have lasers shooting out of her hand? They're not lasers. They're venom blasts. Yes. Okay. And she doesn't Cultured really swine. <laughs> I, re- I remember watching that cartoon. And I, I, think it's, I I'm probably trying to remember. did, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I remember watching it. She changes costumes, like, from street clothes to Spider-Woman, like Wonder Woman. Oh, let's spin in yeah, circles. pretty much. So. Well, all I know is that, like, uh, well, anyway, no, anyway never mind. <laughs> 
Well, let's, <laughs> let's go straight to this. How are you guys doing? Oh, I thought we touched that already. Did we? We did. Oh. Yeah. Talk about being ready for Thanksgiving. And That's right. Well, it shows, yeah. you, it shows you how screwed up my mind is. I have a 10-year-old now. Eric understands. Although, you, you we'll say dude, I, this time next month, this time next month, I'll have a 17-year-old. Oh. What? I, I will say I did get a pleasant surprise this week. I was looking at um, – I got this notice that I really should go look at Marvel Unlimited. And I I mean, I, I was looking at uh, all the, I guess, like the new stuff for the week. And holy crap, like they just, I don't know. Like, yeah. so like now all the War of the Realm stuff is on there, you know? Yeah. Well, I will say this. I had the MU pick for this week. Mm-hmm. I'd be very afraid. You found more Howard the Duck stuff, didn't you? He probably did. I just, or some all new dupe. I would say just be very afraid or maybe not oh my gosh they got cla- so explain this to me so if they have all the x-men stuff on there right why it's classic x-men on there if it's just reprints of the old x-men stuff so i think it was titled classic x-men yeah it was reproductions right. i'm just i'm just looking because they have the um they have the dark phoenix saga so i was like looking through all that and all of a sudden a bunch of the dark, uh classic x-men stuff started popping up i'm not complaining but no. you know well, also, the classic X-Men had – it wasn't just reprints. They had, like, you know, stories in the back. Ah, uh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, a lot of backstories. Like, I remember – I remember one issue where it was it, it was where the the X-Men were kidnapped by Arcade. Yes. And yes. the backstory was of Arcade where he basically he programmed the uh, what they call it? The I don't want to call it the danger room. He, he programmed he, he programmed a murder world simulation in his sleep, uh, basically making him relive his childhood with his abusive father. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I mean, child arcade was being was being abused and he walks in on it. You mean when he was a penny arcade? Yes. When he was a penny arcade. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I. I, Okay. (laughs) Hey, this should tell you I'm a little more awake this week than I was last week, which you didn't start snoring. (laughs) No, but I came real close to hitting the microphone several times. (laughs) I know how exhausted I was, but hey, that's a little behind the scenes secret that I just let out. We um, just pulled back curtain, a very sleepy curtain. Yes. Um, check out the homepage. It will be caught up soon <laughs> with all the shows. Everything's on the on the feed, on the network site. I am getting things caught up. Uh, I have show I have the episode images done. I just got to transfer everything over. Mm-hmm. Um, but check out the... Busy people. I've been busy, yeah. Getting ready for our birthday party that happened this past weekend and taking Zoe to Galaxy's Edge for the first time and then getting ready Happy for... Happy birthday, Zoe, by the way. Happy birthday, Zoe. Our junior agent has turned 10. Oh, jeez. You, you have you've made it through the first decade. I, she survived. I survived. We survived. You all survived. <laughs> yeah. Um, check out the homepage, right-hand sides, our affiliates and our partners, um, heroes and villains have found me use the code build agents, all one word for 15% off your first purchase. And I do believe that 15% off works with 
the Black Friday sales that they got coming up next week. Woo-hoo. And they've got some straight, some great stuff on sales that's coming. Uh, I have access, since I, I have gotten a few things from them, I have gotten early VIP access to it. Um, I'll just say, if it's still true, the indoor coll- Star Wars indoor collection is going to be 50% off. Well, I'll be done. That's everything in that indoor collection. Back, uh, I think the backpacks, the hats, t-shirts, lanyards, patches, everything. Uh, I think backpacks and, and accessories are going to be 40% off outside of that, with some t-shirts being 30% off. Cool. So some great deals. Go check them out. Use that code for an additional 15% off. There you purchase. go. Bigger savings. Bigger savings. And hey, Heroes and Villains and Found Me, they've got some great stuff. They do. Uh, also, too, check out our web store. Uh, yes, Eric and I are still trying to figure out. We haven't had time, but we're going to, we're trying to figure out how to get the actual word balloon logo to work on a hat. And then, uh, we may do a black series version of the hat just for, with gray drop shadow instead of the black drop shadow. There you oh. go. Just, just to, either that or gray letters with black drop shadow. Something. We'll figure it out. But I want, we're, we're doing a black series for Wookiee Radio. Uh, I think we're doing a black series for Mighty Marvel as well. So everything will be black on black for, for those of you who like the black on black look. But let's get into show. And hey, we got breaking news courtesy of MCU Exchange. Oh. Uh, this is breaking as of, they don't, they don't put tags on there their stuff uh, i guess it was breaking from earlier this week okay. so it's not so it's breaking to us but because um, we're just not seeing it but i guess this happened monday uh november 18th too so this weekend that'll be monday 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 um runaways has been canceled i'm not even going to pretend i'm shocked at that uh one of this is one of jeff Loeb's final remaining projects and it's coming to an end marvel has announced today that marvels will end with its third season uh with deadlines saying the series would have a natural ending um but in positive news hulu has dropped a new trailer I will say I am surprised Runaways is available on Disney+. Plus. I am, too. I was shocked I, by that. I, well, all right. Think about this. Hulu uh, is pretty much owned by Disney at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they can they can kind of cut a deal a little bit better than Disney and Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, if it was on Hulu, it does not surprise me that it would be on Disney+. Plus. But Cloak & Dagger is not. And again, it was on another network run by, but then again, neither is, it. well... I understand why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may not be because of the Netflix arrangement, mm-hmm. but I didn't think Cloak and Dagger was on Netflix. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. So, um, Not unless he got some kind of on-demand deal going with, like, uh, with, who is it? Um, either Time Warner or Spectrum. I don't know uh, if they have an on-demand deal going with them, so... I don't know. Now, this news comes after uh, the recent cancellations of Ghost Rider uh, before he even went into production and Cloak and Dagger. Um, and then with the Netflix shows also gone and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming to a close next summer, the only project left from Loeb's, Jeff Loeb's, Loeb's tenure 
is a uh, Hellstrom. Could mm. that could that be put on hold and reworked under Feige's regime? That's a very good question. That yeah, that's true. I mean, now according to MCU Exchange, there's a chance we could see the Runaways show up under Feige on Disney Plus down the line. But whether these would be incarnations of the characters that we already know or have seen is anybody's guess. Uh, regardless, uh, you're going to see the team in action one last time with a crossover of Cloak and Dagger for this in the final season premieres in December next month. Here's also a, a bit of speculation. Mm-hmm. What if we see new shows with these characters? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, case in point, like the Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. What if you see Cloak and Dagger and the Runaways be like recurring characters therein? Right. It depends on how, what direction go with I mean, I understand that. I'm just, I'm throwing that out there as an example. I, I like, just, they're not going to have their own shows. Yeah. Could they be showing up in others? I could see her showing up more in uh, Hawkeye, especially with the Kate Bishop tie that ha- the Hawkeye series is going to have, than I could Miss Marvel. Do you, well, let me ask you this. Do you think, do you think that under Feige, we probably are going to see more ensemble shows so that you'll so let's say let's say instead of uh whereas we're not going to get luke cage iron fist daredevil maybe we end up getting a either a defender show or we get heroes for hire especially if you get heroes for hire that opens it up for a bunch of different characters to come in yes Uh, i see heroes for hire being more of a show coming disney plus if they could keep it in that PG thirteen family friendly realm, and unless, I think it, you, unless it goes to Hulu, and it depends, it depends on yeah, it, it depends on how they how they want to write it because you could dark do they the want to go yeah. right, and so and then let's say if you for for Disney Plus, if you want something that's going to attract a younger crowd, you could have something where you're going to end up with Cloak and Dagger, The Runaways. Uh, heck, really, if they even wanted to, I don't know if they would do this, but I'm just throwing it out there because why not? Power Pack. You know, maybe what if you threw them in so that, you know, you got these younger heroes right. as a you know, younger generation, or, you know, maybe they just go nuts with them and make a, I don't know, their version of a Young Avengers. Who knows? Just saying. As long as they don't head down the route of an Avengers Arena. Oh, God. that was horrible. No, no, no. I think I think that was only done to oh, let's tie in with Hunger Games and let's tie in with Maze, Maze Runner and Divergent, and all that. No, there was no need for it. You know, no. no. Mar- Marvel is Marvel. It doesn't need to be anything but Marvel. Correct. You know. Oh, speaking of, did you guys know or remember that there was a contest of champion series? Looks like it had to been late seventies, early eighties. Did you remember that? Uh, vaguely, I didn't read it because you, that, yeah, it wasn't okay. it wasn't in my wheelhouse at that time. Right. Okay, yeah, I I didn't either. I came across issues one and two of that, and I I didn't realize that that was an older title. You know, now because I I saw it and I was just thinking uh, I was thinking the game, but this was way before the game ever happened. So seventies, yeah. the big Marvel thing for me was Star Wars. <laughs> All, but yeah, then eighties, man, that was me. Then eighties, we started hitting uh, West Coast Avengers and. Over on DC, Teen Titans, mm-hmm. um, which Marv Wolfman 
and uh, oh, oh, bu- 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 George, bu- bu- George bu- Paris. Yeah, how, yeah. how do you how do you not go go that route? I mean, that was a team team of force back then, right? Um, but I was also reading like Gru the Wanderer from the mm-hmm. Epic line, <laughs> which was under Marvel. I love Gru. Um, I think I was picking up Muppet Babies because I'm a Muppets fan. Um, I picked up Ewoks and Droids. Again, Star Wars. Um, yeah. What else was I reading? See, I didn't read. I didn't read regular Avengers or Cap back then either. I should have. I really should. I have. did. Um, I, I was reading Avengers and Cap. I I was I was I kept being told I should be reading X Men. I didn't get into X Men until until I was a little bit older. So I mean, I would see the titles, but I just I think I did read Hawkeye because I loved the whole Archer stuff being <laughs> being it, going to Boy Scout camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to the rifle range to get my my rifle, white riflery merit badge. But if I if I was going to do any type of sport shooting like that, it was archery, mm-hmm. and I I hung at the archery range all week when I was mm-hmm. a when I was a CIT first year as a CIT. Uh, I worked at the archery range, and I kind of actually knew more than the counselor who taught archery. How sad is that? Uh, I mean, I was at the point I was putting normal target arrows, target tipped arrows through the center of a lifesaver at 75 feet away. Wow. Dang. Yeah. That was getting, that was getting creative getting target spikes to, to hold it in place so it didn't fall. But yeah, lifesavers were a little bigger then too. And they, they slid down an arrow just fine. So. Well, continuing with Disney Plus, and, and not the fact that I could have been Green Arrow or Hawkeye, um, which I love both of those cats because they were archers. Um, there is a question: Captain or Chris Evans reveals if he's returning to Marvel for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Look, I mean, he—you can do Old Man Steve. Yeah, that's the only way I want to see him. I, I, because I don't want well unless it's a Winter Soldier flashback, which I really don't want to see that many flashbacks. No, I wouldn't mind seeing a few, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, most of the flashbacks we got what would have would be from First Avenger. Yeah, unless and, you cover and, unless you cover other missions prior to when Bucky dude, disappears into the ice first. Okay, think about this for a second about what you just said. If you get basically quote unquote lost missions flashbacks. Who else do you get to see in those flashbacks? Yeah, hmm. I don't want to say it because I want their own Disney Plus series. Okay. Howling I know, I know. Commandos. How many, ah, how many years have I, I been I, I saying this? Man. I know you've been saying it. Now we got an avenue for it. Make it happen. We need we need to start a Mighty Marvel Geeks hashtag campaign on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Give us course, ha- give us Howling Commandos. Of course, she also can get some Agent Carter in there. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which, hey, uh-huh. her shows are on Disney+. Plus. Yes, they are. Uh-huh. Um, so the question uh, has been, will he return for a cameo in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Well, Entertainment Tonight caught up with Chris Evans ahead of the premiere of his movie Knives Out, and they asked him that very question. Are you going to make a return? Or the Disney Plus show. His response? No, probably not. I mean, it was really tough to say goodnight. Uh, There was a million ways that whole tenure with Marvel could have gone wrong, and it didn't. So to stick with the 
So to stick the landing so well that they need to be ashamed to kind of revisit unless there's something very unique we felt the need to reveal. So for now, it just feels like let's just let's just let's be content with how well it did. So seems pretty definite. The answer is no. There is no return of Steve Rogers. So far. So far. But John Favreau was pretty tight-lipped about Baby Yoda. Sorry, Eric. Baby Yoda, do 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 do. Now y'all can't hear it any other way now. They <laughs> see. You're I, welcome. I, I'm like, jeez. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so unless unless this is all a ruse to to pull a a Baby Yoda type venture with. Uh, I almost agree with them. The ending, the, the putting to bed of Captain Rogers, of Steve Rogers in, in the MCU, I think was done perfectly. Yeah, um, but, I, but I still think, oh, go ahead, finish. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it still leaves him, leaves him open to just basically being the old man with advice. Right. Mm. I would say, if anything, not the first season. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let them, let them play out this whole thing with U.S. agent and everything else and have their bumps and grinds and, and learning lessons of how to do the role. Season okay. two, maybe bring them back for an episode or two as mentor to go, yeah. hey, try this, try that. That type of thing. Yeah. That would save the reputation of the character and not sure. water it down and, and keep the integrity of the end game in. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Because, so. I mean, like I said, he it, it still leaves a perfect end mm-hmm. for just him. I mean, he doesn't have to do stunts. He doesn't have to do any kind of monumental role. No. It's like put on the old man makeup, sit there, talk, drink a cup of coffee. Stand up against the wall, watch the training session, something like that. Maybe grab the shield and go hold it like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But we'll wait to see when it, when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier debuts in the spring of 2021. It's too far away. Just too far away. Now, man, I cannot wait. Uh, yeah. Uh, this next story, the comment on Facebook from Eric was, they must have been listening, Mike, or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah, something, yeah. How did this pop up in your feed or your attention? I honestly cannot remember. Yeah. Well, I finally looked at the story, the date on the story. This, huh? now, and we, we were talking before show. We've covered this, I thought. And we have, because the story is dated February 17, 2019. It could just be one of my Facebook friends finally having seen it. But you know what? It's worth bringing up again because it, it draws into question because this was under a this was a project, I believe, under Jeff Loeb. Is it going to still exist? I think it was under Loeb. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, because I thought so because it was announced with that was that was announced with um, uh, what if and um, well, this was close. You know what? You're absolutely right. Not one. That not that one. show was announced with all of those shows at that point. But it's, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I, no, because I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, uh, this I mean, was, this was announced with with Modoc, with Hitmonkey, yeah. Monkey, yeah. Dazzler, Tigra, um, and of course, all this leading up to the Offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one person missing from that would be Howard the Duck. Yep. 
And it's supposed to be directed by or written by Kevin Smith. I and bet I, Kevin Smith would do a good job of it. Oh, yeah, I, I can't would. wait for him to write it. Um, now, I know Leah Thompson wants to be involved in a new movie. Could you see her potentially directing an, an animated? Since this is all supposed to be animated? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't see why not. I know Kevin Smith's already said he, he wants her to do the voice. And that's the great thing about voice acting. Yeah. You can be kind of own up there in years and still be able to do a good voice. Yep. That's true. Yep. So uh, I guess the question comes, let's search Howard the Duck. See if it's still where's at on IMDb. Well, let's check Wikipedia. Uh, other versions in media television. Um, apparently, according to Wikipedia, it's still around. It hasn't been canceled yet. Okay. Uh, I'm not seeing anything for it on IMDb. Just the '86 film. Hmm. So we'll just leave it at that. So okay. Um, I, I'll be honest. I'm excited. I really am. There's nothing wrong with that. And if it's going to be done with Kevin Smith writing, I loved what he did with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't he help write the movie as well? Um, maybe. I know I he's. Think... I know he's in the. I know. I liked. I liked what he did with uh, mind you, with the distinguished competition, but uh, oh, I like the what Batman he did stuff. With, yeah. Uh, Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, that I, I, was, I, was I also liked his Batman with him and uh, Ralph Corman, uh, what they did with Batman 66 and Green Hornet. Ah, that was a great series, too. But yeah. um, he loves comics. He's not going to he's not going to do no damage. No, he's not. No. So um, moving along, some gaming news. Marvel's Champions reveals new expansion release dates. Yeah. Uh, uh um, Fancy Flights, Marvel Champions rolled out with a strong core set of heroes and villains. Um, and then shortly after the game's full reveal, fans got a look at several expansions that are primed ship not too long after launch. Uh, initially, that just included Captain America hero pack, and then grew to also include a Green Goblin scenario pack, the Miss Marvel hero pack. And most recently, the Wrecking Crew scenario pack. Nice. Well, it was recently revealed those packs were going to, sh- are, were going to ship in 2020 as opposed to November and December. Um, but as of today, the day we're recording, which is Thursday, November 21st, um, Fantasy Flight revealed that all three of the initial packs will now ship in January, so you don't have to wait much longer to add them to your table. Uh, FF took to social media to reveal the news, posting Im- an image of the sets with the caption, Are you enjoying Marvel Champions? I'm wondering what's next. Well, listen up, true believers, because we can because we can confirm the Green Goblin scenario pack. Captain America Hero Pack and Miss Marvel Hero Pack will all be released together in January. Which pack are you most excited about? And then Wrecking Crew is coming in February of 2020. Well, okie dokie. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I did not know there was a Marvel Champions tabletop game. Now, this is new to me. And uh, I would be curious to go to my local comic book shop and see how this is played. I really would. Mm-hmm. Just because it's different. Yeah. So, um... Let's. I don't know a lot about this story, so I'm going to turn this one over to Eric since he's the one who kind of brought it up to us before show. 
That's, I'm sorry. In the game <laughs> and the award nominations. Oh, okay. Well, we did talk in a uh, previous issue, not episode, because we have issues, about how uh, Robert Downey Jr. said he was not going to campaign for an Oscar nomination for his role of Tony Stark as an endemic game. Um, however, uh, let's see, I'm reading from an uh, article on SlashFilm.com where it says he uh, confirmed he would opted not to campaign for any acting awards, but... Uh, Fans, I think fans said, you know, you really should because he did such a great job. And uh, appears that Disney agreed with the fans who kept saying that. And so uh, they are pushing for nominations to the Academy. And basically, it's got a list of what all that Disney slash Marvel is they're making a big push. They're basically saying, for your consideration, please consider right. you know, our movie in these categories. And the list is actually pretty long. Uh, we have for Best Picture with uh, Kevin Feige, uh, Best Director, the Russo Brothers, Best Adapted Screenplay, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, Best Supporting Actor, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Jeremy Renner, Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd, and Don Cheadle. Best Supporting Actress, Scarlett Johansson, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillan, and Brie Larson. Best Cinematography, Trent Opelok. I'm guessing that's how he pronounces it. I'm hoping. Uh, Best Film Editing, Jeffrey Ford and Matthew Schmidt. Uh, Best Production Design, Production Designer Charles Wood and Set Decorator Leslie Pope. Best Costume Design, Judiana Makovsky. Best Makeup and Hairstyling, John Blake, Janine Thompson, and Brian Sipe. Best Sound Mixing, Tom Johnson, Juan Peralta, and John Pritchett. Best Sound Editing, Shannon Mills and Daniel Laurie. Best Visual Effects, Dan DeLeeuw. God, I, I, D-E-L-E-E-U-W. I have no idea how to pronounce that. DeLeeuw? I don't know. DeLeeuw? Matt Aitken, Russell Earl, and Dan Sudik. And finally, best original score, Alan Silvestri. Wow. Which Alan Silvestri has been nominated. Uh, oh, where did I just see that? Uh, nominated for a Grammy for best score soundtrack for visual media category for the 62, 62nd Grammy Awards, which will televise uh, in January of 2020. Well, I was looking. Uh, go ahead. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse also snagged a nomination for Best Compilation Soundtrack. Well, which is a I looked up. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, please finish. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a separate category. Yeah. All right. So I looked up uh, Endgame on IMDb and wound up, it, it's actually won quite a bit so far. You know, we talked about how it won at People's Choice, but I mean, it's it's won a lot of other stuff as well. Uh, it won Saturn Awards. Best Actor, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Best Production Design, Best Makeup, Best Editing, and Best Special Effects. Uh, it was also nominated Chris Evans as Best Actor, Jeremy Renner as Best Supporting Actor, Karen Gillan as Best Supporting Actress, and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, best Director, Best Music, Best Writing, and Best Costume Design. Uh, the Chinese American Film Festival, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, uh, it won the Golden Angel Award for Most Popular U.S. Film in China. Uh, the Dragon Awards, it won Best Science Fiction or Fantasy Movie. Uh, Golden Trailer Awards, it won Best Fantasy Adventure and Best Fantasy Slash Adventure TV Spot. 
It was also nominated for Best Original Score, Best of Show, Best Action TV Spot, Best Fantasy Slash Adventure Poster, and Best International Poster. I got out of the, the art business at the wrong time. Anyway, it did win. It, it is nominated for a Grammy for Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media. Uh, it won the uh, Hollywood Blockbuster Award at the Hollywood Film Awards. Uh, it is nominated for the Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Awards for Best Contemporary Makeup Feature Length Motion Picture. Uh, once again, the soundtrack was nominated for a Hollywood Music and Media Award for Best Original Score Sci-Fi Fantasy Film. Uh, Hollywood Post Alliance, it is a nominee for Best Outstanding Visual Effects in a Feature Film. The MTV Movie and TV Awards, it won for Best Movie, Best Hero, Robert Downey Jr., Best Villain, Josh Brolin, and Best Fight, Captain America versus Thanos. Uh, we know about the People's Choice Awards. We talked about that. Teen Choice Awards, it won Choice Action Movie, Choice Action Movie Actor with Robert Downey Jr., uh, Choice Action Movie Actress, Scarlett Johansson, Choice Movie Villain, Josh Brolin. Uh, was also nominated uh, Chris Evans for Choice Action Movie Actor, and also uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Paul Rudd, uh, Brie Larson, and uh, also Zoe Sedana. So, okay. And finally... One last nominee to talk about, the World Soundtrack Awards. You thought I wasn't going to get to this because we know we were all hanging on the edge of our seats for the World Soundtrack Awards. Alan Silvestri has been nominated for Film Composer of the Year. So there you go. That's that's cool. It's very cool. Well, you can watch the Avengers in-game on Disney+. Mm -hmm. And, of course, um, there are 13... Titles that are a must check out, according to Marvel.com, to check out on Disney Plus. Uh, number one is Captain Marvel. Number two, the X Men, or X Men, the animated series. And, yeah. if, and if you skip the intro to that theme song, no, don't cancel Disney Plus. Uh, you do not serve Disney Plus if you, if you skip that intro music. Zoe's been watching. Uh, before we go to school, Gummy Bears. She watches an episode a day. <laughs> cool. And she will not skip the intro on it either. It's your classics. Uh, number three, yes. Marvel's Heroes Project. Uh, it's a new series. It's a series that spotlights real-life heroes, uh, several extraordinary, impressing kids, and gives them the superhero treatment for the work they've done in their communities across the country, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, number four, Iron Man. We're talking the 2008 movie, not two or three. Okay. Uh, number five, Spider-Man Season 1. This is the 1994 version. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, of course, this also welcomes other Marvel players, including Daredevil and the Punisher and the X-Men into the series. Yeah. Uh, number 6, Marvel Rising Secret Warriors, which Zoe actually liked that series. Okay. It's kind of along the same lines of the Forces of Destiny. Okay. But um, it actually carried a actual story arc through it. Um, with a chrono- chronological timeline. Uh, number seven, Marvel Studios Assembling a Universe. Yeah. Uh, number eight. That was, the, that was on the DVD for the first Avengers, right? I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Marvel sh- one-shots show. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I thought they were putting them on. I thought. I thought they were, too. Maybe that's something to come in later. Uh, number eight. 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Marvel's Avengers Black Panther's Quest. This is the, the latest season of uh, the Avengers cartoon. It's been on Disney yeah. XD. Yeah. Um, number 10, the 1996 Incredible Hulk season one. Okay. This came out, like I said, in 96, which this was not a bad look, bad little series either. Mm-mm. Uh, and of course, along the way, he encounters leader, Rick Jones, the gargoyle, war machine, Iron Man, Dr. Strange, Ghost Rider, as well as an introduction of She-Hulk and Greyhawk. Uh, number okay. 11, Endgame. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 12, Agent Carter. Yeah. And number 13, Runaways. And the soundtrack for the Runaways is incredible as well. Mm. And then to go from there, Marvel gives us seven reasons why you should be watching Agent Carter on Disney+. Plus. Um, and I, one through six are Haley Atwell. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately not. Uh, well, that's... It should be. Uh, one, Peggy's world was expanded. Okay. A little bit. Captain America isn't there, but he's still always there. I love the ending of the first season where she's standing on the bridge and she's got the last vial of his blood. Yeah. Mm. And she is crying as she as she opens it up and spills it out. Yeah. I just I just wish they stuck to the original plan of the series and each season was going to be a separate year. And not do what they did, and it became a continuation. Oh, a couple months later, we're now in California. Right. That's just when I like the concept of they're going to do one thing, and then season two is going to be the next year. And I would have been fine if they kept the same story, same story arc, and made it a separate year. But to tie it into, well, this takes place almost immediately after season one, kind of ruined it for me when I was expecting oh, this is going to be a whole new year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the 1940s costumes. And, and I even loved how the, the film stock kind of gave it a slightly older vibe to it. Yeah. As well. Um, the musical episode. I believe that was, what, season two when that happened? It was supposed to be a dream sequence. Oh, I can't remember. I think, either, I think it, was- it was either tail end of one or beginning of two. I want to say it was in two because it all happened one, during the California stage. I don't remember. Mm. Um, a The happy ending yet cliffhanger. This is when the final episode, uh, Agent Jack Thompson is shot by an unseen person in the closing moments of the series. And it's kind of that who shot JR vibe. Who yeah. shot him? Did he survive? And Peggy gets to the bottom of it. Fortunately, these are all unanswered questions. Um, and then Peggy's story isn't over uh even though the show went off the air in 2016 she left her footprint all over the films uh and we actually saw the end of her life in civil war uh-huh. um but we also saw at the end of endgame she had uh there was a happy ending with her steve um when he went back in time to replace all the infinity stone mm-hmm. and of course peggy knows her value because uh, the final episode is season one valediction uh, Peggy has uh, it has Peggy saving New York, but in the end, it's her boss Thompson who gets all the credit for it. Uh, Sousa is ready to fight for Peggy's recognition, but she explains she doesn't need anything. Saying, "I know my value." Anyone else's opinion really doesn't matter. It seems to right. be the the mantra for Peggy during the show and even during mm-hmm. season two. So, 
Um, I'm still salty because that show got ended so soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you know, we did get to see the Howling Commandos one more time. So uh, I'll take that. Very briefly. Yeah. But um, then our final story before heading into Picks of the Week. Uh, Venom producer teases big plans for Spider-Man. People are going, what? We heard you. Um, comicbook.com's Brandon Davis had a chance to sit down with Venom's producer, Ma- Matt Talmick, and talk about the possibility of the two sharing the screen in the near future. When pressed for comment, all Talmick could offer was, we have big plans. And that should be enough for spider fans to get their engines going. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. So everything said from both the Sony and Marvel sides after the agreement to share custody of Spider-Man was made official uh, has hinted at this possibility. Mm. So does that mean by doing that, that now brings Venom into the MCU? I hope not. Possibly. Uh, unless we get Agent Venom. That'd be the only way I would do it. And I don't think they're ready to go that route yet. Not with the next film being Venom versus Carnage. True. I, I think we're going to see, like, the Brothers of Destruction type scenario with them. Um, now, uh, there's a future where the hero hops universes and pops up in both MCU productions and Sony's growing offerings. It's also possible. So they are, Sony wants to potentially explore the Spider-Verse, which they've already teased the potential of a live-action Spider-Verse as well. Mm-hmm. with all the different actors who have played Spider-Man. That would be hilarious. That would be, if they could pull it off, it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you had Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, Garfield, Andrew Garfield, yep. I'm blanked mm-hmm. on his first name there for a second. And and I'm just going to say this. If you could get, God, was it was it Parker Stevenson was his name? Yes. In the old 70s? Yeah. And bring in Dan Gilvazan. Or is it Gilvazan? Gilvazan. He's the one that voiced Spider-Man for Spider-Man His Amazing Friends. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to double check. I know it's Peter. Oh. Uh, 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 series. Oh, that's the Japanese series. The cartoon. Speaking of that, uh, I was watching um, Boys That Made Us on Netflix. Yeah. The Power Rangers episode, and they talk about uh, Sente, which is um, one of the early renditions of Spider-Man, or of uh, Power Rangers, and Power Rangers were almost created by Stan Lee. Really? Mm. He introduced Spider-Man to Japan, and he fought these giant robot, giant creatures with robots, and Spider-Man came from hell. You gotta watch, you gotta watch this episode. It's it's hilarious. Okay. Um, there we go. Amazing Spider TV series. Uh, Nicholas Hammond. Okay, I remember him. Sam, yes, yes. I don't know why I keep wanting to say his name is Parker Stevenson. I don't know why. <sighs> One of these days, I will get that right. And he played Friedrich in Sound of Music. Well, okay. And he's still active too. He is. He was. He played Sam Wanamaker in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, he's still active. We should try and get him on the show. I think it'd be awesome to get him on. That would be cool. So, um, 
Feige has said it's up to Sony um, when asked about the prospect of team up film because Sony has both those characters and Venom is in there and has Venom in their world. I don't know what their plans are for another Venom or if they're going to do it or if they're doing that. But it seems like at some point uh, there could be a, ma- a mashup. So, um, so yeah. Wow. I would say what are y'all's thoughts, but we've already talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it's funny how that works out. Yeah. Forgive the interruption. I believe this requires your attention. Here are the picks of the week. Well, I guess that would entail our uh, attention. I, that Yeah, that would definitely need our attention. Since I got the MU pick for this week, uh, and usually whoever has the MU starts off. So uh, my first pick is Ghost Spider number four. Gwendolyn Maxine Stacy has it all. She's the drummer of a punk rock band, attending college in, in the Marvel Universe, and moonlights as a radioactive web-slinging spider hero. She does it all, folks. But familiar predators from Earth-65 and the Marvel Universe alike have been stalking the spider across campus, including Miles Warren, a.k.a. The Jackal. Known for his dangerous mm-hmm. obsession with Gwen, Miles won't stop until she's his and his alone. And I'm looking at this cover. I kind of like this alternate mask that they have for her on this as well. Oh, never mind. I see it's kind of ripped. It's been torn. It, but I can see that as an actual mask that would look cool with her. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, Ghost Spider number four. Uh, let's go, Eric. You're up next. Okay. Um, my first pick of the week is Conan 2099 number one particularly the Ron Lim cover variant. Eons from home, the barbarian battles the civilization of 2099. In the far-flung future of 2099, will barbarism finally triumph over an endangered civilization? When Conan the Barbarian entered the Marvel Universe with the Savage Avengers, he stayed to conquer and claim his kingship in modern times. Now cursed by a mystic to live beyond his years, when Conan's new kingdom is threatened, he swings his blade once more. But as the calamity in 2099 bears down on his secluded realm, will the future shock unseat the barbarian king? An unforgettable chapter unlike anything you've ever seen in the saga of Conan. Now, what sold me on this, aside from A is Conan, B is 2099, is the Ron Lim variant where I mean the the picture the the illustration is cool, but it's the sword that he's wearing, not wearing but using. Yeah, it looks like a cross between Kylo Ren's lightsaber and Thundar the Barbarian's sun sword. For yes. those of you who are old enough to remember Thundar, yeah. <laughs> and plus, I mean, Conan's sporting some salt and pepper in that beard of his. Yep. It's looking pretty doggone spiffy, if I do say so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, Kylan, your first pick of the week. My first pick is Avengers number 27, uh, brought to us by Jason Aaron and Stefano Caselli. Sarbran Reborn, part one, Riot in the Space Prison. Artist Ed McGinnis returns from an epic space uh, adventure that takes the Avengers into an alien prison the size of a galaxy. Wow. Uh, Where a mysterious new wielder of the all-powerful star brand has suddenly appeared, unleashing uh, cosmic chaos. Good thing the Avengers brought along their newest member, 
the Black Widow. Starbrand. I used yeah. to collect that that title. I uh, 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 the star somebody with the Starbrand that may or may not have positive intent. What could possibly go wrong? Seriously. Yeah. Well, my second pick of the week is Yondu number two. It's a five-issue mini. Uh, the mayhem continues as Yondu attempts to find a buyer for Harold's urn. The chaos crazed mercenary and the deadly hunter from the future. On his tail, Yondu doesn't have the time to plan out his next move. Blinded by dollar signs, will Yondu be able to safely offload the urn, or will his greed turn and turn profit into peril? I'm thinking probably the latter. Mm-hmm. Hijinks will ensue. Yep. You know where else hijinks will ensue? In, your second in my pick. second pick. In my second pick. Very good. Good guess. <laughs> Which is Marauders 1. Well, this is the second printing, but it's still good. Uh, the X-Men sail at dawn. Even in this glorious new dawn, mutant kind faces hardships and oppression from their human counterparts. Led by Captain Kate Pride and funded by Emma Frost of the Hellfire Trading Company, Marauders Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman sail the seas of the world for to protect those hated and feared. Okay. Kyle, in your second pick. My second pick is Black Panther number 18, brought to us by Tanahisi Coates and Daniel Acuna. The Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, 2000 Seasons, Part 6. Wow. Learn at last how the king became a slave. For months, you've been waiting to find out how T'Challa went from the king of Wakanda to the slave of an empire. Finally witness his fall from grace and the rise of an enemy now poised to spread his empire to earth. Okay. Well, my final pick, I hate to say this because it's slowly coming to an end, Star Wars Doctor, Doctor Aphra number 39. Mm. A Rogue's End part three. Some like it Hoth? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yes, they did. Doctor yes, Aphra... He- Dr. Afra so far failed to seize the secret location in the new rebel base, but that hasn't stopped the rebels seizing her. After all the bad blood and countless betrayals, does any love linger between Afra and her new captor, rebel captain Magna Tolvan? But with Darth Vader himself keeping tabs on her progress, will Afra see in Tolvan one last deductible opportunity to sell out the future of the galaxy and save her own skin as my mouth was starting to dry up (laughs) (laughs) so making our guest a pick for the week charlie brown's teacher (laughs) i hate to say it that's my mom's ring text tone when she sends me a text oh my goodness well she was a teacher for over 40 years well there you go All right. Well, my final pick of the week is Valkyrie Jane Foster, number five, by Jason Aaron, Kefu, Mamba Azrar, and Al Ewing. Into the eternal darkness, Valkyrie's enemy finally reveals themselves to teach the Guardian of the Fallen an important lesson. Not every life can be saved. It's the explosive end of the first arc as Valkyrie faces the death that's been stalking her since issue number one. Okay. And Kylan. Your final pick. My final pick is <clears throat> Invisible Woman number five of five, brought to us by Mark Wade, Matia de Esolas, I think I got that right, and Adam Hughes, uh, in order to find and rescue her former espionage partner. 
Super agents will have to step over a line of conduct that would horrify her family if they were to ever find out. How will this leave the invisible woman changed? I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to read the book. Well, um, that wraps mm-hmm. it up, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. All except for your MU pick. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Are y'all scared yet? Um, um, ask me again in about three minutes. Are you worried yet? Oh, most definitely. Well, I did not pick a Howard the Duck title for this ick. I went with Marvel Treasury Edition number 12. Synopsis, a new group of supervillains called the Band of the Bland have gathered together under the leadership of Dr. Angst, who suggests that they should get some big money job and suggests that they assassinate presidential candidate Howard the Duck. <laughs> uh-huh. The next day, Howard and Beverly are kicked out of a hotel while looking for an old friend of Beverly's who lives in Greenwich Village. They stumble upon Dr. Strange's Sanctum Sanctorium and meet the Defenders. Invited in by Dr. Strange, who is intrigued by Howard, the whole group is attacked by the band of Band of Bland, who believe themselves powered up on the on an elemental called Prometheum. Dr. Strange is struck down early in the battle, and he trans, transfers his mystic powers to Howard. Howard and the Defenders then lead, then battle the Battle of the Bland until... Doctor Strange can regain consciousness and reclaim his powers. Doctor Strange then easily finishes off the group, explains to them that Prometheum was just a placebo, and turns them over. Well, okay. The so. Prometheum placebo. <laughs> that almost sounds like a Maltese Falcon ripoff. Yeah, and on the cover we have Doctor Strange, uh, Nighthawk, Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and Hulk. Of course, Howard as well. Well, there you go. So this came out in January of 96. And it's a reprinting of... Uh, I did not know that. According to the cover, it's a reprinting of Howard the Duck number one. Mm. Huh. So, but something different. It is. That's true. We still knew there was some Howard the Duck tie-in at some point. I Well, seeing this now makes me want to go read some, some of these other Marvel Treasury editions to see what they are. I'm wondering there if these go. are similar to, um, to the true true believer stuff that we have now you know it sounds like it would be yeah so uh that's it marvel treasury number 12 so well excellent sirs that's a very you know i never even i that that's one of those titles that i've always kind of bypassed but now i'm gonna have to jump into it it, it's i went searching for howard the duck because i wanted to find something different because i was going to pick a different book um different um whatchamacallit uh different issue than what's been picked before because i know uh-huh. i've the presidential the one that got vote for howard on it um but uh i saw that and I'm like oh this is different let's go this route instead and that's the whole fun of our mu picks is we pick some different yeah True. yeah i so. mean you go for like the offbeat stuff for like howard the duck i try to go with uh, uh, with like first appearances of stuff. So yeah, we all three picked different things. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the book and, I wish they had on it. Mm-hmm. That was the generic comic book, which was from 19, 1984. It was a one-off 
It was a all white cover. On the cover, it says generic comic book type superhero action picture. This comic contains one neurotic superhero type with a variety of personal problems, one, ba- one bad guy bent on world domination, no arcane means, sordid villainous henchmen, hench people, the hero's deferious employer, pathetic family, and well endowed girlfriend. A plot containing a conflict, a subplot, a resolution, a plot twist. And many vices it takes to fill up the rest of them. And this was an April Fool's issue that they put out. I wanted, I owned this book at one time. I would love to see this on Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And I tell you something else. I would love to see on Marvel Unlimited. That is the Godzilla versus Red Ronin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Or any of the Godzilla books. Yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah that that's probably a a license issue because like yeah I would love to see the ROM stuff and I know we're not going to see that yeah we're not going to see ROM but we it would be nice if we did mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately uh, who is it IDW has it right yeah, yeah IDW. that's under uh, Hasbro, Hasbro Patrol, yeah which supposedly he may be coming to big screen hmm. yeah along with the Micronauts yeah. Hey, I, I, wonder, could get, I could get a copy of the generic comic book on eBay. You know what? Rom shows up at Rick Jones's wedding. That's right. I think we talked I about that. Wonder, I wonder if that is going. I have to look that up. I wonder if that's still on there. Well, you know what? I will tell well, you yeah. this. Uh, in my essential collections that I, I've been going through, anything where Rom showed up was was not in that collection. So, like, I think Rom shows up in a Luke Cage uh, Hero for Hire issue, and they don't have it in there. Wasn't he also in the uh, Bachelor Party issue as well? Um, I can't remember. Okay, it is uh, no Incredible Hulk four eighteen. This may be like a bonus MU pick. Just it could be because a good reason. All right, yeah, I don't want to do that. Come on, load. (laughs) All right, Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk sixty two to nineteen ninety nine. This is it. They've got them in order, so you can imagine the amount of scrolling I've got to do. Yeah. Uh, 327. Oh, we're, we're pretty good there. 69, 69, 391. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're almost there. Uh, the issue's here. Very cool. Really? Very cool. The issue is here. And let's let's just start looking. and see if he's uh, it. Here we go. I'm going to show it to the guys on the screen. It's oh, Rom. It's Rom. That's Rom. It's Rom in the rom com. Rom and Brandy. Rom in the rom com. <laughs> so, well, so we any, got a Rom site. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? Um, I still need to read the Bachelor Party issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Any any other final thoughts? No. No, that'd be uh, it. Uh, no, I know we wished happy Thanksgiving or happy holiday or however yep. you celebrate. Yep. But and, and, a, and a happy birthday to Zoe. Yes. Happy birthday to us, uh, Agent Zoe. So, well, only one thing left to do. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark. 
activating security protocol self-destruct sequence, erasing all data. Just kidding. 